Hello and welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Ungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. All right, gentlemen, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Charlie Ngamak. So glad you're with us. Please make sure you're sharing this thing with friends, man. So cool that we're starting to get this thing going, uh, starting to build a community of like-minded young men and some young ladies listening too. Shout out to you guys who are dedicated to becoming better people and growing in faith and knowledge of the truth. It's awesome. Now, recently, I've been encouraging you to go out and do manly things. And I'm a firm believer in the idea that going out and doing manly things is going to make you a better man or turn you into a man if you're not one already. And one of the ways that you can tell somebody really is chasing manhood, somebody really is secure in their own manhood, is their ability to make other men. So when the people that are around you every day become better men because they're spending time with you. And if you can do that in your daily life, that is an incredible blessing. But in order to do that, you need to know exactly what real men do and what a real man does. And thank God we have scripture to tell us exactly that. We're going to look at 1 Peter today in chapter 5, starting with verse 5. Young men, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may fill you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Now, there's a whole lot of lessons there in one short piece of scripture, but today we're going to focus on what Peter tells the church they should be teaching young men. And the first thing on his list is being submissive to those who are over you. Now, he's talking specifically to the church, but he's also talking about the people in your life. Any young man that's worth his salt and is going to grow into true Christian manhood needs to be able to learn from the men around him. And that concept is dependent on two things. One, it's dependent on you making sure that you are surrounded with godly men who can speak into your life in a godly way and provide wisdom not of the world, but wisdom that has eternal value. And I hope and pray that when you look around the people in your life, you see good Christian men around you. I personally have been extremely blessed. Two grandfathers, great-great-grandfathers, uh, my dad is an unbelievable pillar of faith. I've grown up in great congregations surrounded by men, whether they're the janitors, the church council members, my teachers, some incredible men of God who have led me the entire way and guided me on a straight path. And I hope you have grown up in a similar situation. But even if you haven't, it's still vitally important that you go out and find communities of men, 
communities of men who are older than you, who are wiser than you, and can speak both into your position in life and to the experiences you're having right now. If you want to be a man of God, you first need to surround yourself with other men of God. This idea of being submissive, though, is so much more than just being around good men. Peter tells us to submit ourselves, and we don't like that as Americans, especially modern Americans, because we love our freedom. But when you submit, you're giving up your authority. You're putting yourself in a position of weakness. You're making yourself vulnerable to another man and allowing him to speak into your life and show you a new path, show you a new way. And if you're not willing to do that, you're not willing to grow. So be intentional about letting your walls down and allowing the men around you to speak into your life. If your football coach pulls you aside and wants to talk to you about your personal life, do it. Talk to him. Trust him. Give him the opportunity to be a blessing to you. Maybe it's a teacher. Maybe it's your pastor. Maybe it's an older man in a congregation. Find somebody that you trust, that you look up to, that you admire. Somebody who has the life that you want, not just in the glitz and glory, but in uh, small things. He has a wife that loves him. He has children who are well-behaved. He has a steady income, those kinds of things, and let them speak into your life. The most important thing, though, like I said, is follow through. They can speak into your life all they want, but it's not going to do a bit of good if you don't listen. So listen to them and employ their advice. The next thing Peter tells young men to do is clothe themselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humility is simple. You got to straighten out your priorities. I love the way St. Marcus Lutheran School in Milwaukee, it's the first place I taught. I love the way they teach this to their kids. They say, God first, others second, I'm third. So no matter what I'm doing, I ask myself two questions. One, does it honor, serve, or please my Heavenly Father? And two, does it serve the people around me? If it does not serve my Heavenly Father, don't do it. Anything that stands directly against God's commands is out. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. His commands are intentional and designed to keep us on the path to heaven. If it's not God-pleasing, it isn't good for me or for anybody else. It's just darkness. Okay? Then I'll examine it and ask, does it serve the people around me? Make sure it comes from a servant's heart. you got to test your intentions in everything. Am I doing this for me? Is it just for me? Does it only benefit me? It's okay to do something for my own benefit. But the reality is, if it only benefits me, is it really bringing light into the world? Is it really making this earth a better place? Now, I am not advocating the idea that you completely forget yourself and don't take care of yourself at all. In fact, if you choose not to take care of yourself, you're choosing essentially not to be able to take care of anybody else either. Lorraine Monroe, who started the Frederick Douglass Academy in, uh, I think it's Harlem, maybe the Bronx. Anyway, she said, she pointed out the idea that if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to be too tired, too worn out, and too worried about surviving to actually have any empathy or compassion for the people around you. You're just going to be worried about you. So go to the gym, take care of yourself, take some time off, do the things that you need to do to stay healthy so that you can contribute to society in a positive way. That's actually part of serving others is taking good care of yourself. It's also being a good steward of what God has given you because you can't use God's gifts if you're so stinking exhausted that you're stuck on the couch. So when you're putting this into practice, you got to be really, really, really intentional about 
your motives. You got to examine them constantly. Critique your thoughts and your actions against scripture all the time. Anytime you do something, reflect on it afterwards and pregame it and say, is this going to serve me well? Does this align with what I believe? Can I find evidence supporting this idea in scripture? Then figure out what the side effects or ramifications of it are going to be. Are the side effects of this going to be good or are the side effects of this going to be harmful either to me or to people around me? If it's going to hurt the people around me, is it really the right thing to do? Is it really a good thing to do? And does the good outweigh the bad? Make sure that you have a servant's heart and you're serving the people around you. And finally, guys, we're going to talk about self-control. Now, Peter's not the only guy that talks about self-control. Paul says in Titus 2 verse 6, encourage young men to be self-controlled. What does that mean? Well, verse 11 says, say no to ungodliness and world passions. It's simple. You need to say no to ungodliness. Ask yourself, does this please God? Does this drive me closer to God? Does this guide others closer to God? And if the answer to any of those three questions is no, don't do it. If it doesn't please God, drive me closer to God, or guide others closer to God, it shouldn't be happening. you got to say no to worldly passions. Passions in the dictionary are defined as a strong and barely controllable emotion, an intense desire or enthusiasm for something, or a thing arousing enthusiasm. I see enthusiasm in there a lot. What gives you enthusiasm? If you listed out the things that gave you the most enthusiasm in your life, how many of those things are things of this world? And how many of those things are things of God? These worldly passions, they're not fundamentally wrong. We need to worry about them because they drive a wedge between us and our salvation-giving Heavenly Father. Plenty of guys get up and excited about football, but are we all excited about worship? We love to argue about sports and study up on statistics and evidence, but do we put the same effort into our faith or our spiritual lives? There are lots of guys that will jump on the physical pleasure train and start having sex, but do they put in the work to nurture a relationship, to marry a girl, to to learn to grow old together? Do a self-assessment. How can you flip these passions from being worldly passions to godly passions? Take that passion and make it a godly one. Twist it. Turn it. You love basketball, man? Go coach a youth basketball team and share the gospel while you're doing it. If you love watching football, get a bunch of guys over, watch football with them, and before you eat, say a prayer. Somebody will ask you a question like, dude, why are we praying right now? And you can explain to them how important it is to you. Okay? You love lifting weights. Go to the gym wearing an I Love Jesus t-shirt. I guarantee eventually somebody's going to notice. Okay? You love music, wear a suit and tie, go enjoy a performance, and start talking about all your favorite music that is Christian bases to it. Go to a Toby Mac concert or a Lecrae concert and show out. Show people Christians can have a good time too. Flip your worldly passions into godly passions because they're all things that God gave us as blessings, and they become a curse to us when we obsess over them and let the devil twist them and distort them. So figure out what your passions are. Make sure that they please your Heavenly Father. We're going to go over this one more time, guys. Scripture is very clear. It teaches us that we should tell young men to be humble, to be self-controlled, and to be submissive to authority. If you can do those three things, fellas, 
You're setting yourself up for success, and you're setting yourself up for a life of godly living. You will be a blessing to yourself, to your family, and your community if you can do those three things. So go do them. Gird up. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. You can find more episodes just like this one on iTunes or SoundCloud under the name The Gird Up Podcast. You can follow me, Charlie Ungamak, at on Instagram at Coach Ungamak, on Facebook as Charlie Ungamak, or you can email me on the good old email at coachungamak at gmail.com. Please make sure you leave a review for this podcast. Make sure we get good ratings. And it's time now to go be the man that God has created you to be. God bless.